Van Druden here along with my colleague Chris Raybold and uh, you know I just wanted to point out that you have a much nicer setup going on right now it's gonna be an evolution on my end <laughs> I like I, it yeah I was doing the other ones in Nashville and I'm and I'm here in Athens Georgia now this is home uh, so I got more of my stuff here so yeah, I like we'll it see. Uh, we'll it's, you know, I mean, it's a, the, that 4050 sounds much better than the Facebook, uh, yeah. or, or not Facebook, but FaceTime <laughs> thing you had going on from a laptop. So I, I was raw dogging it before and, uh, <laughs> you, you get what you get. So, and it'll change too. So stay, uh, yeah. so stay tuned. All right. Right on. Um, Anyway, I thought today we would talk uh, a little bit about how we kind of start um, a mix and and kind of more in depth about uh, how we start automation in particular and how we set up our snapshots. Um, so let's say that we've gotten to the point where um, we've kind of got a, a mix together. How do you start snapshots? Like how, how do you incorporate um, your console? Talk to a little bit about that, how you set your console up. Okay, we uh, we're gonna attempt today to to give some visual references here. If we don't drive each other and ourselves crazy and trying <laughs> to figure it out, but first I'll just speak conceptually what I do. So my session file is built offline, and it's made, and I'll show this in just a second to where I know the elements. Uh, even if I don't know the act, I have a pretty good idea of the elements that I do and don't want responding to automation or snapshot recall. Uh, so the session is already built to where the console is going to be writing automation. I start, however, with channels, with everything, and I'll show this, with everything saved. So that the purpose of all of this in a condensed version is that while I'm writing automation as I mix, I'm not recalling automation. So cool. for instance, and that's an, uh, that's an important thing to let everybody know that it's definitely when we start incorporating any of this, uh, into snapshots, like when you start writing snapshots, we're recording everything that's going on in the console, every single thing, but we're not recalling all of those things. Right. So right. when we do this, the screen share here in a minute, show us how we can do that using global, uh, sure. global scope. Um, so, uh, keep going. Sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to no, 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 all good. All good. So anyway, so in other words, what's happening here is I sit down, my sessions made as such that it's writing. When you said recording, you're meaning recording automation. Yes. It, it, we're not recording audio. We're, uh, just to clarify for anyone, we're writing that automation. So I start, I'm on song one. Uh, we, we do song one. I will save that. I will save it via automation. I'll, I'll store the song. So snapshot number one or whatever, right, song right, number right. one, snapshot number one. Correct, a store. And then I'll, I'll typically duplicate that because I mean, I, we're just starting from scratch here. I'll duplicate that, I'll do song two. I'll then store that and so on and so forth as we move down. But if I were then, let's say rehearsal's over, uh, if I were to then pop through those snapshots, the console won't move at all because I'm right. not asking it to recall anything. So now can you show us that? Yeah. Like screen share wise, like where all that is on a Digico, for instance. 
God help us, I can. So let me try this, <laughs> guys. It's going to be a little clunky. Pooch's way is much more elegant than mine. Um, however, so pardon the weirdness there. Now, Pooch, do you see? I the do. Screen? Yep. Okay. Way to go. Great. So yes, excellent. So uh, if you can see this, it's going to be a lot easier to see on a on a laptop on a computer screen than your phone. But um, so this is the global scope. So here we are. We're in our snapshot page. This is from I just pulled up some random show. This is a Bruno show from last year. Uh, and you go up here in the corner, you'll see global scope. This is the way I set it up. I know um, uh, on the input channels, I don't do anything. I stay away from all things gain. That's just me personally. Um, I don't write that. And then I know I want the ability, even though it's going to be few and far between that I automate filters. For example, this is the filter section. I keep those active. I know I want the ability to, to recall EQ, dynamics, inserts. I leave. I don't write that information. Uh, I don't want to be caught where suddenly it's recalling an insert that's not there anymore or vice versa. Uh, sends, I want to be able to recall those. Anyway, you can see, go down the line, fader, mute, and pooch, let me slow me down or tell me to be more specific if I need to. Well, I just think that you should speak to the two different things there in the, um, in the, the global sc scope, the, the recall and update, like what those two things do. So update, it means that it's writing whatever, whatever you tell it to do. So for instance, when I'm starting all of those things that are say update, mm -hmm. um, are, um, are checked so that it is always writing those that information everything is getting written in my world when i'm doing update like that's how i start then and everything that says recall is a red x it not i don't want anything to recall like what we were talking about gotcha. so um so do, is that how you do it or, or no yeah. and that and that'll be that's that's cool because we're going to show a different way to do it here so i am i see i have those things active you'll see where i have uh, recall from active. the beginning from the jump so what i'll do Interesting. is I'll keep all those things where they're active. What I'll do, so this console then now is writing these things. There's okay. a, a further level of particularness, which is in the recall scope, yep. where you can get super fine. But what I will do is, I'll just find an input here. Um, Got scoot it. this up so you guys can see it. So we'll go down to, here's my base layer. I will start, for instance, you see where my mouse is hovering here. This is the base channel uh, this is the group we talked about making groups for everything here yep. they are guys you know <laughs> so there's th three channels that make up a base one apparently i wasn't using the sans amp on this one so i will do this i will do that i will hit the full safe which is both on the surface and you can do it right here in the software so you can i don't know if can you see that how yeah, that's absolutely. Turning red? Yep. absolutely so i will have those engaged interesting um and what I'll do at the appropriate time when I'm ready to start recalling things, I will take those out. That's the way. Um, that's the way that I start it. Let me see if I can get back to you effectively, <laughs> and then stop sharing. Uh, so show the way that you do it because okay, apparently cool. you do it a different way. And this is this is live, guys. I didn't know I you know. did it different. I honestly have never talked to anybody about how you do it. I've I, never had a conversation. I, I haven't asked you how you did it either. I mean, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's what's so funny is that, you know, different people do it different ways. And, and 
it's funny because people call me out sometimes like they'll say you know well there's a much faster way to do it this way and i go well that's cool but that's not how i that's not my workflow that's like you know yeah. i've just done it that way and i'm an old crudgy sound guy i don't want to change my way so your way might be faster but this no is, idea yeah, yeah but this is the way that that i you know um that i do so uh let me share here one second. This technology is fun. Yay. All right. So can you see my stuff? I can. Okay. I can. Neato. That's awesome. Um, okay. So in my global snapshot scope world, um, the way that I start is you'll notice um, pretty much everything is in update check, right? Mm -hmm. Um, this is la obviously later on, uh, in the, in the world, um, uh, of looking at my mixes. This is, you know, much, this is into a, um, into shows. This isn't like the beginning of rehearsals. So what I do is update is all green checked and recall right here. You can see where my mouse is, is always X checked on everything. All recall is X checked on everything. So now from this snapshot scope, I know that everything on my console is being recorded and updated, uh, but nothing is going to recall, right? Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. my kind of my next order of business is I really, honestly, the way that I treat snapshot technology is I only use it when I need it and I only engage it when I need something to change. Mm -hmm. um, so I am not that guy that's like, okay, let's record, you know, the first pass of eight songs in a rehearsal and now let's turn on everything and yeah. start, you know, mixing around the uh, mixing around that, that, if that makes that sense. That terrifies you know? me. Oh, yes. me too. I'm just like, I don't know where I, I could get totally lost in that. So I get really anal about what I want to change. So what I do, um, and it's probably a uh, virus threat. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Um, yep. We're all going down. <laughs> we're all going, going, going uh-oh, what just happened? Oh, man, come on. Windows security. I love it. All right. Of course. Um, sorry shit about that. Real, people. Yeah, shit's real. Uh, <laughs> so um, what I do, and it's probably a little bit kind of OCD is whatever I want to, uh, to change. I now have to go into global snapshot and make it recall. So for instance, if I wanted it to be fader recall, I would have to come here now to global and uncheck the X and make it into the green check. And then I then have to go to uh, whatever snapshot it is, mm -hmm. for instance, this particular snapshot. And then I literally only choose the inputs that I want to change, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. So yep. everything I'll X out. Okay, so everything gets X'd. Then I change individual things. So now I know that faders are being recalled, but only in this one snapshot are these two faders changing, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, if I know that I need that information across all of my snapshots, I do this kind of stuff. Edit range, select all, 
and that's a, a key, key, key uh, move right yes. there. What you just did. If you guys want to know how to do something across a, a vast span of, of, of snapshots. Yeah. So, and this is I do this a lot. So it's like okay. So now I want. I've created 20 snapshots. Nothing is moving in my console, but now I want the snare to move on every snapshot. I'm recording where it is. Now I go to there, I select all. Then I go up here to snapshots again, and I go to recall scope and do the, uh, under the fader, I say snare bottom, snare top, and that close this window and say confirm mm -hmm. and that means that all of those snapshots are now changing only the snare drum this as an example um, mm -hmm. and that's how i start to operate so by the time what you see my window right now um, as far as global scope and the other recall scope is hours and hours of me building my uh, snapshot technology and getting to the point where it's like, okay, I need faders to move. I need moots to move. Uh, obviously I didn't need panning to move anywhere in my, uh, snapshots. So that's, you know, recalled. So basically everything was X'd out. And, and as I worked, I decided, oh, now I need an input to move. I need a, a send to move. I need a fader to move. I need dynamics to move, you know, whatever it is. So what you're seeing is the culmination of hours and hours of work of only allowing certain individual things at a time. So mm -hmm. if you come back here to the, um, sorry, to the uh, recall scope of individual snapshots, mm -hmm. um, you will see, sorry, let me do this. Uh, see if I can see this. Uh, yeah, so you can see oh, right. in, in snapshots, and next you'll see I change certain things uh, individually per snapshot. Uh, let's look, get down into the meat of the mix so you can see more things that change. Um, you know what I mean? Like there's during mm -hmm. a snapshot change, there's things that are, there you go. See how like in some snapshots, I'm like, I don't want any of the sends to change. I don't want any of the faders to move. And as you get into more snapshots, there's faders moving, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and so kind of what you're seeing here is the end result of all of that work. Um, mm -hmm. Let me come back here and unshare my screen so that we can talk more and you can talk about how you do it. So that's, mm -hmm. that's basically a real basic rundown of kind of how I work. I start from everything saved, then I only unsafe something that I actually need to change. Mm -hmm. But I do it in a global way and also in a channel way, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. It, it does. And that's like, this is really interesting. Even the way you start where you don't have, what is it, you don't have in your global scope, you have recall, you have off it X, on everything on yeah. everything yeah. And whereas i leave it on it's funny because i understand the functionality of those two things i've just always done it this way um, totally where so but in doing it the way that i do there's kind of a point where i'm kind of like okay release the hounds because <laughs> i'll write for instance here let me go uh let me go let me share moment of craziness bear with me get back over to mine um, where am I looking here? So 
you will see, I'll go to, so again, here's my global yeah. where I know, I know the things that I want to write. I want the console to have the ability to write those, uh, in my recall, of course, that's where I too get specific about what does and doesn't. And it's kind of always the same. It's, 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 it's always the same across all acts. There's certain things that I'm just not comfortable. There's certain things I know I'm going to want to ride, but mine being slightly different. Once I have established what it is, um, you'll see, I'll pop through some snapshots here. Like nothing, nothing changes. I'm, ah. I'm firing multiple snapshots and you'll see nothing changes. So there's, it's rare that I have something that will change in one song that won't change in another. And that's just the workflow that I've developed. Sure. sure. Um, but it's interesting. And I certainly do. I have thought at times, uh, and, and this is where you could get real particular. Like you'll look at mine. I just have the songs. Right. You'll see these are just individual songs. There's no verse, chorus. I don't do anything like me that. Either. Yeah, me yeah. Either. But if you wanted to get specific in those, that's when you really could go into this recall scope and have only one thing changing yeah. with, now, within there. You have to be super careful, and I am very diligent about this. If you, in one snapshot, have something change, and then the next snapshot is not set to change if the next snapshot has an x that thing will remain yes the previous so you can really like screw yourself over by yeah. um by doing it the way that i do it like maybe don't follow the way that i do. well no <laughs> i mean i think but it, it's, it's if you're mindful of it then yes. it's not a problem right you know what i mean it's just if you're but you could very easily, someone could get lost in that. I think, um, um, and, and also in the way that I operate, um, I kind of always have to know, like I, I, in the back of my mind, know what's happening in that snapshot. And I know what channels yes. are being changed. Yes. Um, I'm sure there's a better way of doing that. Like having, you know, what you described now, what's funny is, is I still do sometimes, I do the channel uh, safing um, individually of what I want to safe in that channel. Do you know what I mean? Like, I you do. know, if you pull it up on the surface, it'll be red, but in in it is, you know, the fader is is allowed to move, you know, in that channel. But it it's funny. It's like I definitely I'm very OCD about it. Like I know exactly what's happening behind the scenes. And I, I will know, like if I trigger another snapshot, I'm like, I know that I haven't engaged that fader for that snapshot. And I've done it kind of maybe on purpose. Um, it's just weird. It's like, it's how my brain works. Um, yeah. I think everybody's got their own way of doing it. Um, but the, but the, the sameness from you and I is that we start totally saved in yes. the recall sense. Yes. And then we only add things um, that are we want to change. Like only everything else is like staying the same on my console, you know, yep. um, for the most part. And and I am pretty adamant about um, like, when do you start? When does that start to happen? Like, when yes. do you start to engage your recall? When does that happen? It's when, let's say it's a, perfect scenario and there's no one hounding me on day one from mixes or there's no immediate need to send stuff to 
10 different people. Um, it's when I've noticed that I, it's when I've noticed we're in a good place. It's when I've noticed that between songs, I'm not moving much. It's also when gain, when, uh, when I know that my gain structure is at a place where it's staying the same, that's exactly. when I know it's right. That's when I know it's safe to, because automation, it can really, the first time I ever, ever, ever fired a snapshot live, I muted the entire PA. <laughs> um, and I know exactly where it was. It was an arena in Birmingham, oh. Alabama, and I died. Oh. Um, yeah, because I didn't know what the hell I just I had I, I had only and, and because of that, <laughs> if you I'll show you mine, I am so I am so adamant about safing on a number of levels in both the global recall and in the uh, recall, recall scope yeah. and on the channels right. on itself. I mean, I have it safed three different places. I don't do anything. This is me personally with my outputs. Right. Like, I don't I don't automate any outputs for that very reason it scarred me so badly so when i know it's automation can be it can be the greatest thing the greatest tool you have and also your ticket out so totally uh, it's just when i know where it's when i've noticed and that might be on day one i might get to the end of day one and be like i kind of think we're good and especially if it's a band i've worked with and right. i know that they're not going to tweak but i think it's important with this sort of lesson that we talk about let's say it's a new act because on day one day two week one week whatever then things are changing it might not be the right time to do it you know totally like i am pretty adamant i'm more along the lines of like maybe day three of rehearsals is where i start to say okay i'm gonna get um snapshots incorporated into here and have some things changed that i've noticed when they ran that run through i had something that was super drastic that needed to be changed um uh -huh. but prior to that i am really focused on getting my gain structure overall gain structure of everything right um you know so before i start getting into the place where i'm gonna have faders move and all that kind of stuff because you can really screw yourself up if you engage automation too quickly into what's happening and you're still adjusting gains and now the fader that you've written and now doesn't isn't where it's supposed to be oh my god I, I can't even like my brain can't wrap around like what's happening with that you know what i mean it's like i have right. to I have to establish, and I think maybe um, it's because I'm I'm a guy that came from not having automation, right? That was how I learned. There wasn't automation when I first started, um, and uh, and then when the XL4 showed up, there was some automation just on the the VCA VCAs. part of it, you know. Um, but so I've always just had to learn how to get everything kind of right gain wise yeah. if that makes sense and then yeah. then memorize you know how things are supposed to go so i still kind of do that in the way that i operate in my snapshot technology um do you and i feel like i referenced on another video visiting you recently and uh you were showing me something you're like well hey we we're like hey let's listen for a second and I feel like I saw what I thought were your VCAs move. Do you automate your VCAs? Yes. Control you groups, do. I do. Yeah. 
I don't. Of course, I'm calling them VCAs now. They're referred to as, as DCAs and control groups and a number of other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But it's so um, I don't. You don't. And I can. I do not. And I consider. I think of. There's so much fine movement, or not, or things are static because we you've got it set up right. But there's so much fine movement going on at the input level. Yeah. That I like to think of those VCAs and all of my VCAs. Ideally, they sit at zero. Yeah. And so it's a visual reference for me that at zero is I can't do the like VCAs all over the place because that's my safe place. If I take it all to zero, I know we're good. And when I fire a snapshot, I, I like I don't know. I'm just used to it. I like to keep my hands there. And if something were to go awry, I would have a quick out. It makes a lot of well. sense. It makes a lot of sense. I'm going to revise my answer in the sense of not every single one. So uh, interesting. I make decisions about individual things, and usually it's like guitars are automated at that level, but like yeah. vocal, never. And never. Um, band, you know, like if I made a band control group versus playback control group, like never. Yeah. Those are always, right. you know, um, by themselves. And I do the same thing that you do in that visually the normal place for everything is at zero um, mm -hmm. and then make decisions on the day. But what's happening in my inputs is uh, is adjusting and automating so that those things can remain at zero, if that makes sense. Yep. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's just a good place to be. I know uh, you said vocals. I, I would think most people with the lead vocal, I would be, I feel pretty confident in this. I bet most people don't automate their lead vocal. I would assume I, I know that. Some of course do. Now I'll take background vocals again, going back to the, everything gets a bus. I'll take all my backgrounds to a group, treat that group. That's the ball of back. I, I'll move those on occasion, not on occasion, often. Um, but yeah, lead vocal is definitely just, I want to have absolute control at all times over that one. Totally. Um, so. Yeah. And I don't understand the whole thing of it being automated. I want control of it all the time. Um, Especially if it's any bit of, a, I would say, dangerous situation. You know, again, people out front of the PA, soft singers, this or that. Why in the world do I want to have that thing? That's the one thing I don't even, <laughs> I have certain people I work with. I do not take my finger off of the, the V and, and there's, and here's the thing I like to mix. I don't know about you, but I mix off of the VCAs primarily. Yes, I'll too. make minute change. Okay. Yeah. I'll make minute changes with at the input level, but even with my lead vocal, it's assigned to a VCA. I could do the same thing on the, but it's just, I, know. I want my brain to stay in that these, section. these 12 faders man are like the thing you know for right. me um you know i usually actually don't even make a second layer of control group like it's 12 i don't either and i decide um if i have to make a decision about something that can't fit in that 12 that's fine but i'm not making another layer because it doesn't fit in that 12 do you know what i mean it's uh, like, i totally do it's like i only get those 12 and i am um absolutely 100 percent like you never 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 on any band do i ever take my right hand my right finger my fader finger is on a lead vocal the whole show the whole show yeah. And if we if if we were in a you know think about it in a studio when you write automation, if you could look at the resultant 
automation written from my vocal it would just be doing this the whole it would totally. i mean i'm even with all the dynamics in the world i mean that thing is and i know i don't know about you but i'll even have marks i'm like i know he usually goes to whatever six point something here uh this is the one he sucks on this is the one i go to eight yeah. or if it's someone really killer this just hovers around zero but there's these little minute changes all the time absolutely and i from my perspective i'm also um, it's a constant thing, flow and flux for fitting that vocal into what is going on with everything else. So uh, that changes. It's never, almost never the same every day. It's like, you know, today we're in a really bad sounding room. So I'm having to give more of the vocal to punch it through the mix. My fingers on that vocal the entire time, pushing it more than usual, probably it's it's to me it's always a push and pull that happens uh between a vocal and and the band um mm -hmm. uh and, and in pop acts it's band playback and vocal like those right. three things like i'll have a band control group a playback control group and the and the lead singer um and those are like the three things that i'm kind of manipulating a lot um, most of the time, uh, I'm not doing a whole lot in the control groups of individual, um, instruments, except for solos, right? You know, get pushing guitars and that kind of thing. But like drums for the most part, kind of just sit there at zero, but I have right. a handle that I could grab if the drums needed to, to be, uh, you know, increased or lowered on that day. But for the most part, it sits at, at zero. Is that kind of how you operate? Yeah, for sure. And I was thinking too, I was like, what things I was going to ask you, like what is never subject to uh, snapshot recall? And I know for mm. me, it's usually it's any like, acu like acoustic drums, but that's not true. Like, in, in fact, I looked at, let's see again, if I can do this swiftly. Um, I looked at this session yeah. and usually acoustic drums, never will I extremely rarely will I automate their EQ ah. um, here. You're seeing very little EQ. First of all, those aren't drums or there's some drums, but um, this is where I meant to go. You'll see very little EQ here. Cause a lot of it's being done at the, at the plugin or outboard level. Right. Um, but usually I will leave acoustic uh, stuff, not subject to snapshot change. That was not the case here. Um, you'll see that's actually supposed to be safe. I know, Th these are all written as these are all safed within the global and the recall safe level. But then, right. like I was saying, I get super anal and I'll safe them again here. But you can see where this group here, this is my snare one group. It is subject to snapshot change. Let's see if I can move this ever so slightly to where you can see it. Um, Let's see. Let's go here. Can I do this? Let's see. So we're looking at this input, but this was a show that is so incredibly over rehearsed. I know the drummer, like I know myself, I know where he's going to go. I felt confident enough to automate. Oh shoot. It's not going to do it. I was hoping where you could see where you can see there. It's at whatever 1.8. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll fire the next one. It's now, Oh look, it moved 0.1. Like this thing <laughs> will, this thing will move a little. I like understand. I can yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, um, but by and large, drums are one of those things that I don't, I don't automate a lot. And if I do, it's only specific things. And there's some, we talked about console layout and I mentioned always having the hat at the same place. Yeah. Even if I know where they're going with the hat on every song and I could automate, there's some things I just want to reach for.
Totally. You know? So I don't know. Are there any things that you never get automated for you aside from lead vocal? Uh, outputs in general yeah. don't get automated for me. I save most of my outputs. So like groups pretty much stay the same. Um, I don't usually automate. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, just outputs in general. So like master bus, definitely Never. not. Um, right. uh, matrixes, definitely not. Um, right. Uh, I might automate something in a matrix input, but not a matrix output. Like every, all of that, I want to remain the same. I don't ever want to trigger a snapshot and have it, you know, my master bus go to <laughs> half right. because I forgot I was working on it that day and stored it that way. You know what I mean? It's like, I get really nervous about that kind of stuff. Like I'm really freaky about things that could really screw me over, like what you talked about where you hit a snapshot and all of a sudden everything's muted. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's fireable offenses, you know what I mean? So I'm For sure. I'm definitely um, trippy about that. Um, I just I don't automate, or go ahead. Go, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, I don't often automate, like I can tell you keyboards often get EQ and are subject to like EQ and filter change, often not dynamics. Sometimes if it's a keyboard that's changing patches a lot, if the guy just plays a piano patch for the whole time, I might not automate it, but the keyboards, electronic drums, SPDs, stuff like that, where the levels can fluctuate. Those are fairly heavily automated and tracks. Those are fairly heavily automated. Those are the ones, keys, electronics, and tracks that are super heavy when it gets into stuff like bass guitars and stuff like that sometimes that's all just at the vca level sometimes i do some you know what i mean same thing with guitars like we just did one of these on on guitars and sometimes my guitars move sometimes they don't it's just uh yeah i you know it, what's funny is as you were talking i was like trying to think in my own brain like what what i do <laughs> um right. and um what about like eq automation of eq do you do a if lot of a, that or not if it's and if you notice the things i mentioned are non-acoustic sources yes i so that's the thing if it's a patch if it's a a playback channel, uh, something like that, I can count, then I'm way more apt to do that, which I'm assuming to do, is kind to of what To change EQ, to have EQ Sometimes change. on, right, sometimes yeah, on an acoustic guitar, if I know on this song he's really digging in yeah. and it's very chordal and it gets very mid-range, I'll do that. But usually it's only, if it's an acoustic source, yeah, even on guitars, I'm I'm ready. I I don't know. I just things can change. Sometimes let I me, leave uh, them as they are. Let me share my screen and let's go look. Because I honestly, you know, it's funny. You go back and you look at stuff and you go, oh, maybe I uh, maybe I do do it that way. But you know, right. anyway. So here's my stuff and. Um, so let's look at like just a recall scope for instance. So if you look down here, I mean, you're looking at some stuff here literally if you look yeah, at there's the not much happening other no, than sins right you there. look at you look at the eq let's look at the eq one specifically and you come down here and look none of the drums are changing yeah only e drum and that's probably because um the source that they're sending me changes so drastically from yeah. 
you know, snapshot to snapshot that, um, you know, I needed to change some EQ. Um, then look, SB, SBX. So that's mm-hmm. another, another kind of drummy, um, per- percussionist, uh, electronic, um, looks like I needed to do some guitar EQ changes and then some keyboard stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. and you're kind of it looks like mine like it's the same thing i was saying filter and eq yeah on those types of sources rarely ever dynamics in fact yours you don't even have the option to yeah uh, you must have it you must have them saved at the global level i do so yeah. yeah 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 mine yeah. looks very similar it's really usually fader and mute then so, if i take yeah yeah so if you look at like in my eq section right here so this drums right here is the playback of drums right so the eq is engaged in that so is the fader um i do some send stuff just because i'm maybe changing some uh waves rack things um so that may be part of that um but but if you look right here these are the playback in this so there's drums music program effects samples and 808 these are all um stereo uh, you know, stereo channels, um, and all of them have their filter and EQ engaged because like what you were saying, when you're talking about, uh, the playback part of this, those are like a lot of the things that we, that we, um, uh, you know, want to change the EQ part of that. And, um, Mm -hmm. but like my drums, almost acoustic drums, almost always never, the EQ never changes. Yeah. It doesn't change via snapshots. Correct. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Unless it totally has to. Um, but for right. the most part, like drums just sit in there. I'll do level changes of how much kick drum and how much snare per song, depending on how the uh, how he or she whacks it. Um, mm-hmm. But really, honestly, I don't do much like snare drum EQ changes or anything from song to song. Yeah, and um, and someone, a friend of mine, pointed this out to me. It's it's it was really just furthering the thought that I'd always had. It's like, what happens, especially over the course of a tour, what happens when that wood drum changes to a brass drum? You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, it's easy. You just re-EQ it and then you edit all this or that, or just don't just leave it and you don't have to worry about it and you change it once and, and off you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's the other philosophy, right? Like, so, uh, if, if you change something, right, now you're like, okay, now I need to, the way that I operate, the way that my um, snapshots are, I always have to go back to that snapshot, say, and select all my snapshots and change it. Um, you know, if I don't do that, then you get into this whole thing of, you know, what's changing and what's not from snapshot to snapshot. I lose track of it in my own brain. So by making it stay the same, um, for the whole thing. I don't have to worry about it. Like the, you know, the snare drum is the snare drum and it stays that way for the entire show. Um, that's just how I think, you know, um, again, the, the thing that makes me engage automation is it, it is absolutely something that has to change, right? Like I get there and I go, Oh shit, this particular sound, the it's EQ has to change or it's not going to sound good. Uh, that's what forces me into being, you know, Hey, let's engage the recall. Um, so, um, do you do dynamics at all? Or I I used to, uh, 
I, I was in looking at my session, I noticed I don't usually do dynamics. I never going back to something that you said, and I guess I'd said it already once, but like, I don't do any outputs. There is not a single, and I think it's because I was so scarred from my initial yes. snapshot <laughs> fire age of 2000 and whatever. Um, zero outputs are, are ever, uh, scope to be active no inserts no buses i don't do assignments i don't want to get i just don't want to get stuck so um dynamics at least as far as console dynamics once in a blue moon i'll maybe engage it on again like an spd where yeah. it's just like this clap or he's got two sounds within one input and one of them's way louder that's that's it usually I don't, and I noticed on yours, I didn't see any dynamics happening there. Yeah. How about um, the outboard side of this? So waves, plugins, or um, in your case, you use a bunch of analog gear. Um, but let's talk about uh, you know plugins specifically. How do you handle that? Like, is stuff safe for you over there, or how? Do, how? What's your thought process on plugins? The only thing that usually changes on plugins is effects, but it's not all of them. It'll be if it's delays, a big delay, delays yeah, it's mostly. The stuff, right, the stuff that's really tempo dependent, and that's it. If it's an if it's a never do I automate uh, dynamics ever 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 at the console level, at the any level, plugin level, uh, never do I do that. What about you? Absolutely. So if you looked at my Waves multi-rack or super rack these days, um, every single rack is safe. And within that rack, there uh, every single plugin is safe as well. So everything's blue. Um, yep. And I treat it the same way. Only if I need something to change, do I disengage, make that rack recallable, and then engage that one particular plugin. And the, the reason my thought process behind that is really, I treat plugins like it was old school outboard gear. Um, and the fact that we can do snapshot changes with them is cool, but I still in my own brain, when I'm thinking about dynamic things like compressors, et cetera, et cetera, I still think of it in my brain of like, that that is a uh, BSS nine hundred one sitting there, and it, right. you know I wouldn't have any way to change that from mm -hmm. my from, if I had snapshots. Do you, you know what I mean? It's like that's Absolutely. literally how my brain thinks. I don't I don't mm -hmm. go to hey I want that compressor to change a little bit on every song unless I absolutely needed to. So I would say I'm like you. Um, it for the most part, if you look at my waves racks, everything is saved except for delays. Um, usually, uh, maybe a reverb, but not usually. Um, yeah, I, I don't really, I'll tell, I'll say, I think I've even said in some of these videos that I'll change the reverb times. I'll do that, but it's not, meh. It's only if I need a really tempo specific. Thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I will create, like we talked about with drums earlier, right? So let's say that I have three reverbs for that drums. I will create the amount of return of those or amount of send to the reverbs dependent on the song. So like some songs will have heavier reverb or will lean on the long version of the reverb or whatever. But the rack that has the three reverbs 
doesn't change time wise or right. or um um you know uh any sort of time wise or or pre delay or any of that stays the same it's the right. amount that's sent there or the amount that's returned that will get automated for me i it's just the way that i think it's like it's a piece of gear right there it's uh it's a great sounding reverb and i don't want to mess with it and that's how it stays that's kind of how i operate i don't one thing i noticed you had all of your most of your sins active. I only have sins active on rare occasion. I'm usually, if I'm sending something to something kind of in the, along that same mindset, it's just going there and it's the return that's either yeah. is subject or, or is not. But there's sometimes again, like an SPD, we keep going back to these like electronic sources where I need something on one song. So I'll engage the sin, but it's, it's very few inputs that, well, I, you- that I've worked with sins. Yeah, so what you're seeing here is sends, but I think if we really get into this, I'm not sure. I'm sure. And on your, was that your glow? That was the recall scope. The recall right? scope. So that's recall scope showing sends. Um, but I think if you look at like some of my channels, uh, let's look at like something like this, um, you will. Uh, you'll see, I, I want right. to find one, like it'll I be safe well, here. There. Yeah. Right. It'll be safe here. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I do. I kind of got in a, uh, it, like I said, you guys are seeing the end result of hours and hours of working on a file. So I may have been in a situation where I was like, okay, I need the send to change from one song to another. Um, but, um, uh, the easiest way to do that was to select all of my snapshots, engage all the sends, but then go to that individual channel and undo the augs or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think I think that's what's happening, but it's a little bit deceptive by looking at just just that. It looks well, like all it looks like all my sends are engaged, but they're really not. Like on my console, the individual channels are safe too. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'm like, it yeah. Does. yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's just, there's, and thankfully, and Digico is really good about this. And really all the manufacturers are, are pretty good these days about their, their snapshot layout and functionality. But Digico is really good about giving you a number of places where yes. you can to, to safe, you know, more, more and, than you really need actually. But right. But it, it, it does get you out of hardcore situations, right? Like you're like, okay, I have it set up this way. And then you get to all of a sudden you get to some point where you're like, Oh crap, I need this one send in this one place to change. And I need it to change back to the way it was for the rest of everything else. And depending on how you're set up, you can either do it in global or recall or on the channel itself. So you have so many options. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's honestly, that's, that's the theme of everything we're talking about here is it's just having knowledge of your gear and what your workflow is. Yeah, totally. Because there's a million different ways to do this stuff. There is. And I, I totally just want to get across to people that most people, like, I don't know anyone that starts with everything in recall and everything in go. <laughs> you, you know, know I mean? the like, one, you know, the only people that do that. And I've asked them, in fact, I did the Grammys this year. I, I, and I've asked before, but I always, am like, really, uh, award show front of house. Interesting. Scenarios. Okay. They will, they recall the whole shebang all the you time. Know, they, no, 
all the time. Now, there's some things I know that someone's listening to this from ATK or Firehouse or someone that's that's not true. I'm sure there's something that's you know some PA output. Sure, it's probably safe. But on the input level, they typically do it. But yes, to your point, as far as like you know concert live tour mixers, yeah, 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 it would be man, you're really stepping in it if you <laughs> if you commit to that. I think workflow. that it is uh, the difference is is that um, we're worried we have way more time than they do. So we're worried about finesse. There were they are like meat and potatoes, man. Let's get this to work. Yep. yep. And uh, you know, so the, those are two different kind of schools of thought. You know, totally. Their input list is changing with each totally. snapshot is a whole so they're on a whole other plane of get it done oh you my know? oh my god yeah i would uh not want to participate in any of that <laughs> <laughs> they're savage man those guys are animals that's crazy too do. man i mean you know so um we're talking about two snapshots where you and i work very similar in the sense of we have a and i think of this process too it's a snapshot per song unless i absolutely need a second snapshot in the song right right so right. for me it's song starts that's a new snapshot now from song to song there might be 300 parameter changes that happen mm -hmm. but all i do is set myself up for the song and then i mix the song like and i'm still too, mixing yeah you don't want to be autopilot i wouldn't want to just hit next all night like that wouldn't be any fun you know? And it doesn't work for me. Like I've tried that. Like, and there yeah. are big time front of house guys that do it. Um, they do. I, I would lose my mind too. I just, God, I don't know. I want to mix. You know I what do I mean? too. I do too. And I think their argument would be that they're still mixing. They're still doing some things, but they're doing little changes here and there. But I just, for me, it's like the way that I function is way more like, okay, let's set ourselves up. And now let's, you know, flow and get into it and listen to it and make the changes on the fly. Um, yep. I, I think is a way, I think it makes the music be more live too. It's not yeah. so set in stone, um, you know, but dude, there's people like I, uh, a bunch of buddies of mine do that uh, Cirque du Soleil stuff in Vegas and they have 800 snapshots per show. You know, it's, it's like crazy yeah. and it's automated. Have you ever done that? Have you ever automated your snapshots with uh, with timecode? I was getting ready to ask you the same thing. You know what? I never have. I sh I just never have. I'm I, I there was a show I was going to have to do it on and then it canceled at the beginning of last year and it was some big crazy it was an elaborate production where I basically would have had to, but um no, I never have. Do you? I've only done it one time. And the reason that I had to do it, it was for Jay-Z. And the reason that I had to do it is he has a talkback mic in between songs that is to the playback guy and he calls songs. So like the set list is almost never the same. There's always like, it is for the most part the same, but he'll call total audibles. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I'm sorry, this wasn't Jay-Z, this was Travis Scott. I don't know why I, I said Jay-Z. Well, honestly, in either in the hip hop world, that's that's actually refreshing to hear that, yeah. <laughs> that, they're, that they're going off script like that. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sorry, this was not Jay-Z, uh, Travis Scott. Gotcha. So Travis Scott would call songs um, just out of the blue and songs that like we had rehearsed once, you know, a long time ago or whatever. And so, um, 
the only way for me to keep up with that, like I couldn't, I didn't, ha- I couldn't hear him whatever song that he called. I, I had to make the playback guy line out time code and then make snapshots that started with whatever it was, so that when he called an audible, That's it cool. would, it would recall the right snapshot for the right song. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it would have been me like paging through, like, oh, what song is this? Oh, it's you know, there, there was fifty snapshots, let's say. And every once in a while, out of that 50, 20 of them were audible ones. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like trying to figure out, you know, if I were doing it manually, it's like he would get to the first chorus (laughs) before I would figure out, by the time I would figure out which song it is. You know what I mean? So that's the one and only time that I've ever done it. Right. But I I, like you, I'm sure you do too. I understand why people do. I do uh, too. I do too. That's another level. That's almost to me, that's like, it's almost like a self-driving car. I'm way, I'd love, love to have a self-driving Tesla, but I'm also scared of it at the same time. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Like, so. <laughs> like, and that's kind of, I don't know. That's, uh, I, but I get it. It would be cool. And I've gotten, Bruno will call audibles and I'm, and I'm hunting and pecking or I keep a, a jam snapshot that I can always go to, which is like kind of everything sort of unity ish. That oh, I'll, that's cool. I right could on. survive. I could get by until okay. I found the right one, you know? So. Oh, right on. Yeah, that's a that's a uh, really great way of thinking about it. Um, cool. Uh, anything else you want to hit on specifically snapshots and safing? And no, I mean, you know, there, listen, there are people out there, young engineers that are way more into technology. And I think maybe treat this in a different way um, where, you know, just like crazy stuff. Like I'll tell you, one of my system engineers, um, who is a, an awesome mixer in his, in uh, by himself. His name's Adam. Uh, he mixes Kiss, um, but he's a great system engineer. Um, he has like all of these super nerdy ways of like doing snapshots and stuff. Like for instance, all right, he built me a macro once that. Um, basically when you trigger the macro, it's, it does a certain amount of time and then brings up a certain fader. So for walk-in, for instance, we would, you know, uh, rehearsals would end or sound check would end at four 30 and we knew that doors were at six. He oh, would set the great. macro to, to trigger in an hour and a half. That's you great. trigger it. And like, literally we've had the production manager, standing by the console going, Hey guys, are you coming in to turn on house music? And we go, uh, wait 30 more seconds, dude. Right. And go. And you know, you the fader would go that's and great. like, you know, there's house music. So that's the kind of stuff that people out there think of, you know what I mean? Like I would have never thought to build a stupid macro that does house right. music so that I don't have to go off my bus and come in the yeah. building and uh, I don't even have to go there. It just does it automatically. That's great. Um, but, and, and my point is, is that there's people that treat automation that way too. Like they have all kinds of ideas um, about, about stuff. Um, I, I feel like maybe you and I are a little bit more meat and potatoes, um, you know, uh, still kind of stuck in our older ways of, of how to run stuff. But um, I hope that, you know, some of you guys kind of got an idea of, of how both Chris and I do it. We do it differently, but we kind of achieve the same goal. Um, so, um, anyway, got any last words, Chris? 
I don't think so. This is a pretty heavy topic. So I think we're at a good, I think we're at a safe place to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could uh uh we could take this another hour and get really into some stuff. But um yeah, I think um I think it's enough there that you guys can can uh check out how we basically how we operate. Um I'm sure we'll get a bunch of questions on that. But anyway, hey guys, thank you so much uh for coming here and checking out, hanging out with us. Um we hope this uh you guys are digging this and it's kind of, you know. We want this to be an informal mistakes and all like we wanted this to be like, you know, two dudes just chatting about stuff. Um, and we hope that you're getting something out of it. Um, so thanks. Uh, subscribe to uh, the YouTube channel and all of our um, online social media stuff. Um, Chris is at Chris underscore Raybold at Instagram. Uh, and, you know, just on YouTube, you can search po uh, pooch sound engineer uh, and that'll take you right to my youtube channel um so we'll keep doing these as long as you guys keep wanting them uh thanks a lot talk to you soon see everybody